Welcome to Scholastic Reads, our podcast about books, authors, and the joy and power of reading. I'm your host, Suzanne McCabe, Editor-at-Large at Scholastic. Thank you for joining us. So happy. I am beaming. I have four kid reporters on the phone here with us today. Esther Appelstein in St. Louis, Missouri, Adedayo Perkovich in New York City, Titus Smith in Southfield, Michigan, and Maxwell Serpenant in Needham, Massachusetts, will tell us about their work for the Scholastic News Kids Press Corps. Later, we'll talk with Michael Capetta, an alumnus of the program who is now a producer at NBC Universal. Since I am editor of the Kids Press Corps, this episode gives me particular joy. The program enables Scholastic to bring our young readers news for kids by kids. It also provides invaluable experiences for our rookie journalists. I love watching them grow as reporters and individuals. This year, we have 39 reporters ages 10 to 14 filing stories from around the world. Do you want to start by introducing yourself and telling our listeners a little bit about you? My name is Esther Appelstein. Um, I am 12 years old. I live in St. Louis, Missouri, and I joined the Kids Press Corps in 2015. Hi, I'm Maxwell Serpernot. I'm 13 years old, and I live in Needham, Massachusetts. And I joined the Scholastic News Kids Press Corps in 2015. Hi, my name is Titus Smith. I'm 11 years old. I live in Southfield, and this is my last year of elementary school. Look out, middle school, here I come. And um, I joined in 2016. I'm Adedaya Perkovich. I'm 13 years old. I live in New York City, and... I joined the press corps in December 2014. Thank you, Adedayo. Titus, let's start with you. What inspired you to apply to the kids' press corps? So my fourth grade teacher, Miss Abels, she told she told my mom about it, and she was like, I think that this is something Titus would enjoy doing. So my first story was about Reach Out to Youth, which was a doctor program in Detroit, where they teach young kids um, how to become a doctor and stuff like that. And I wrote my first story on that. And about like a month later, we got back the results and I became a scholastic news kid. I like I like the idea of meeting new people and going to new places, so that's another reason why I joined. Terrific. Okay, let's go to Maxwell. Maxwell, you want to tell us what inspired you to apply to the Kids Press Corps? Sure. I love reading and writing, and I want to be a journalist someday. And I think being a scholastic reporter is a really important job because I get to write news for kids and highlight important stories. Thank you, Maxwell. What about you, Esther? Well, I agree with Maxwell. I've always loved reading and writing. And I, our teacher used to hand out the Scholastic Classroom magazine to our class. Um, and one day I just saw the little ad in the bottom corner of the magazine, which featured a picture of a couple of kids talking to President Obama. And I just realized that I really wanted to do something like that. 
and I thought that it would just be a great way to put myself out there and also continue nurturing my love of reading and writing. So I spent almost my whole summer writing a application and I was so surprised when I got in because I didn't really expect to get to be accepted. It's a great honor for all of you because as you know, we receive more than 200 applications each year. So for you to have been chosen, we have fewer than 40 reporters. It's really a great testament to your talent and also to your hard work. Adedayo, do you want to tell us a little bit about your experience? Definitely. My kindergarten teacher told me about the program because she used to work at Scholastic. And I've always had a passion for social justice. And I also love to read and write. And I always watched PBS NewsHour and I listened to NPR. So when I found out about this, I thought that it would be great to just apply and see if I would be granted the opportunity. And I was really grateful to be accepted. And yeah, I enjoyed doing it ever since. All right. Now I'm going to ask each of you to tell me what has been one of your most memorable experiences as a kid reporter. Maxwell, let's start with you. Sure. So I really loved covering the presidential elections from the New Hampshire primaries all the way to the DNC. And and I also especially liked covering the White House events in particular and getting to interview former First Lady Michelle Obama. And I've gotten to interview some of my favorite authors as well, including Kate Camillo and Kwame Alexander. Tell us a little bit about the interview with Mrs. Obama. I was one of eight kid reporters from Scholastic. And we got to sit down in a room in the White House with her. Um, and I got to ask her two questions. I asked her, what is her best advice for boys and girls who dream of becoming president of the United States of America? What did she say? She said, always be curious about the world and get a good education. And always be wanting to keep learning, keep growing. What did she say about President Obama? Do you remember about his abilities as a student? I did. She she shared she actually shared a funny story about she saw him reading a book about oceans one day and she asked him, "How do you have time to read about oceans as the president of the United States because he's so busy?" And he said, "I I wanted to learn more so I could be more knowledgeable and make better decisions." What was the other question you asked the former first lady? So I asked her what historical figure she admired the most and why. And she chose two that really stood out to her. One was Eleanor Roosevelt and the other was Martin Luther King. Both great leaders and especially Eleanor Roosevelt as a female figure and also all her work with education and being a role model. Adedayo, what about you? I also really enjoyed interviewing First Lady Michelle Obama, and I've interviewed some one of my favorite authors, Renee Watson, and I got to see the House of Langston Hughes, who is also an author whose work I uh, really enjoy. And covering the Democratic National Convention was really memorable, and interviewing John Lewis, also uh, interviewing Ava DuVernay, um, at the United Nations was really special for me. Uh, I had never been there, and it was an experience I'd never forget. I was with you for that with Ava DuVernay yeah. for the Selma yeah. film. That was that was a remarkable night. I wanted to 
back up here a little bit. There are a few funny stories. First, I loved when you asked Mrs. Obama if she had gotten over her, if the president (laughs) had gotten over his aversion to beets. Is that right? Yes. (laughs) And what did she tell you? She told me that she believes that there's a beet gene and that the people who like beets have a beet gene and those who don't do not have that gene. And she finds that her and her husband both do not have that gene, but they still enjoy fresh beets at restaurants. Yeah, I agree with them on the fresh beets. I I feel the same way. Now, our listeners may not know, I, I think if I'm remembering correctly, you were the very first reporter to visit the new Langston Hughes community center that had once been the poet's home. Is that right? Yes. And what will the community center be dedicated to? It will be dedicated to youth arts education. Have you been back to the house since you did the interview? Yes. I recently went to an event with Renee Watson and Jason Reynolds, and uh, they were speaking about their experience as writers and giving some advice to the audience, and it was an amazing night. You all cover news, but it's also wonderful when we can preserve a bit of our history and remember that. So I hope you'll keep our readers informed on what's going on at Langston Hughes's house as well. Yes, definitely. Okay. All right, Titus, you're more of a rookie reporter. You're new this year. Do you want to tell us what you've been up to? Yes, I would. I am new. This is my first year, and so far I'm enjoying it a lot. My um, my most memorable part was when I did the auto show. That was fun because I loved being able to meet people from the Metro Detroit area and to talk about cars because I love cars and to have people from car companies to talk to them. Was there a Batmobile there? I forget. Yes, there was. There was a Lego Batmobile completely made out of Legos. It was a um, Chevrolet made it. It was a promotion for the Lego Batman movie. And it was there. We took pictures. It was fantastic. It was one of my favorite parts. For our listeners who may not know, that's the, the North American Auto Show in Detroit. And I really enjoyed your story about that as well. Esther, do you want to tell us what some of your favorite moments have been? Definitely. I would have to say that my favorite moment was when I had the opportunity to travel to New York and see the show Hamilton, an American musical. I was introduced to Hamilton by my aunt, who loves musical theater. And I fell in love with it right away because I love history and I love music. So I finally had the opportunity to go to New York and see it. And when we were on the bus, we got a call from Scholastic and my mom didn't want to answer it on the bus because we didn't want to disturb other people. So as soon as we got to the bus station, we called back and I found out that I was going to have a full backstage tour of Hamilton, which was so exciting for me because it was something that I was really passionate about. And so I had I got to go backstage after the show and meet a bunch of the cast members, including Lin-Manuel Miranda, who plays Alexander Hamilton in the show. And I started writing my article on the plane back to St. Louis. And I also enjoyed writing about Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, because that is also something that I'm passionate about, Harry Potter. And I got to meet lots of other people who were passionate about it, too. 
That's wonderful, Esther. I recall that you you met a, a girl in line when you were at the theater, and she was so inspired. I think you interviewed her, and she was so inspired by you that she ended up applying for the Kids Press Corps. Oh, yes, that's right. We are actually still keep in touch. We email each other. That's great. Okay, now my next question for each of you is, what has surprised you the most about being a kid reporter? What's been unexpected? Let's start with Esther here. Hmm. I think that what most surprised me is that people actually want to talk to me because I feel like sometimes when I see adults trying to interview just strangers at the scene of an event that they're covering, sometimes people aren't as enthusiastic to talk to them. But it turns out that when I try and talk to people, they're usually pretty enthusiastic to talk to me and I end up getting meeting a lot of great people and getting a lot of great quotes for my articles. What about you, Adedayo? For me, it's been how educational the experience of being a reporter has been for me. I knew that I would be, like, well, I was hoping that I would be exposed to some new things as a reporter, but I had no idea when I covered the presidential election, I had no idea what I would learn about the process and what I would learn about people as well who were there and who I got to speak to. And it's just, that's really been a big surprise for me. Adedayo, what I love about you is you're always ready to go. (laughs) We can call you at a moment's notice and you're game for any assignment, which I think is terrific. That's half the battle right there. Thank you. What about you, Titus? Well, something that's been especially surprising to me is that how inviting people are and how they're not just like, no, I don't want to talk to you about the auto show how they're actually like yeah sure I'll talk to you then they're answering my questions and stuff like that I didn't expect that I kind of expected people to be like I said no I don't want to talk to you how nice they are to me I've also been surprised about how much I'm learning from this experience I've learned it's helped me a lot in writing it's helped me with punctuation And it's also taught me a lot about writing techniques that I can use in school. What about you, Maxwell? Well, I knew I would like it, but I really love it. And I was surprised that it's so much like a real newsroom. I like working with my editor and revising my articles um, and really getting uh, hands-on experience in that kind of setting. And it's challenging, but I like that. Now, I'd love to know, how has this experience changed you? What skills have you acquired in being a reporter? Let's go to Esther. I've always loved writing, but I really only wrote fictional stories. I really liked making up my own worlds. But I've learned that it's also really interesting to write about the facts and to have more experience as a reporter instead of just a fictional writer. This is really opened my eyes to reporting. And I've always wanted to have a profession with some kind of writing, but now I I think it would be really interesting to be a reporter as well as a fictional writer. Oh, I'm happy to hear that, Esther. What about you, Adedayo? For me, it was really uh, my shyness and approaching people. Before I joined the program, I was really shy and I was always kind of, I would always kind of step back and let someone else approach someone first. 
But interviewing people has given me the courage to go to someone and introduce myself or feel free to ask them a question or say my name. And it's been it's really helped me go after more opportunities and kind of just experience new things because now I'm like way more open to anybody approaching me or me approaching anyone else. Maxwell, what about you? Um, I've, I've seen that my writing and reporting skills have gotten better and better. I've learned how to manage my time and meet deadlines. Um, and I learned that from all the interesting and inspiring people, whether they be athletes, artists, journalists, um, political leaders that I meet in an interview. Um, and I, I, I just feel more connected and engaged. Okay. And Titus, I think you told us your writing skills have improved and you've enjoyed talking with people. Yes, I have. They've also helped me with, um, in particular, punctuation. Before I joined, I, um, I wasn't that good at punctuating properly, but now I've become better at it. And my editors have been very patient with me. We've, been rest- we've like restarted the whole thing over and over again. For example, my, art- my Reach Out to Youth one, there were so many nitpicks that I wouldn't think of because I was there and I knew what was going on. But she was just like, what, what about this? Or, You've, you never explained this. Or, I don't understand this. So my editors have been patient and I've been learning. I love to hear that, especially since I'm the editor. <laughs> I'm very nitpicky. <laughs> um, what do your friends and family think about you being a kid reporter, Titus? My friends and family were very excited when we found out. I was just coming out of the shower, and then my mom, she got the email, and then she was just like, Titus, and I'm just like, yes, and she's just like, look, and then I was reading it. I took a second to read it, and I'm just like, Scholastic, you are now Scholastic. No, I'm a Scholastic news reporter. I'm a Scholastic news reporter. I was jumping up and down. I was so excited. We all celebrated. We went out to Red Lobster. We had dinner, and... It's a huge honor, and they still are very, very excited for me. They're happy for me, and yeah. I'm delighted to hear that, Titus, and I think you have a very supportive grandmother as well as mother. Yes, I do. My grandmother, both of my grandmothers are very supportive. They help me with lots of things, and that's nice. I would love for you to interview both of them and find out a little bit more about their lives and write a story about them. I will. I will note that, and I will write a story about that. Thank you, Titus. What about you, Esther? My family especially has also been very supportive. My dad just came to pick me up one day after school, and it was just a really normal day. I was complaining about how much homework I had. Then when I walked through the front door and walked into the dining room, my sister and my mom were both sitting at the table. There were There were balloons sitting on the table and a plate of cupcakes and my mom just handed me an envelope I was very confused because I wasn't sure if there was some holiday or something that I was missing (laughs) Um, but so I opened I opened the envelope and I was so excited I just dropped my backpack and ran around I was so excited and my friends have also been pretty supportive I think I even ended up interviewing one of them for one of my articles so 
it's been great. I love hearing that. Adedaya, what about you? When I was accepted, I was coming home from school and my mom had received the email. When I came home, my mom was sitting on the couch and like uh, she was smiling and well, she's always smiling. So I didn't think anything was out of the ordinary. But when I opened the door, she like moved her computer aside and jumped up and gave me a hug Aww. and then told me the good news. And we jumped up and down because we were so excited. And they've been supporting me ever since. My mom uh, helps me prepare and brings my stuff when I need to leave from school. My dad is always very encouraging and gives techniques, uh, reminds me to look people in the eye. So my whole family is just a really supportive community. It was very special for me when you were chosen because at the time you were living in Brooklyn, not far from the Scholastic offices, and you had a radio interview. So a colleague and I were able to come out and meet you and your mom right Mm -hmm. away, and that helped solidify our bond. That was really fun. That was fun. Maxwell, tell us how your friends and family feel about you being in the Kids Press Corps. I'm really lucky that my friends and family and my school support my work. Uh, they actually, a lot of them read my Scholastic blog, and they, they when I at school, they comment and ask me questions about my articles. They especially like uh, when I cover sports events, like the New England Patriots Super Bowl parade, because that was, that's my team, so that was a great, that was so fun for me to cover, and they all like that. And the U.S. Open, the Tennis U.S. Open. Wow. Okay, now I'm going to ask everybody. If you could interview anyone in the world, who would you choose? Let's start with you, Titus. I would interview my personal um, hero and idol, Elon Musk. He is the CEO of Tesla, SpaceX, and Green City. And I just love his work with technology. I want to be an engineer when I grow up. So his work with technology is really inspiring to me. The Teslas are my like all-time favorite cars. They drive themselves. They're so cool. And I love his business and his business drive and everything like that. Elon Musk, if you're out there, please give us a call. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Esther, what about you? I'd love to interview one of my idols also, J.K. Rowling. Like I said, I was I am a huge Harry Potter fan. And, of course, she wrote all of the Harry Potter books. I just think she's such an intelligent and inspiring woman. I get that a lot from our kid reporters. What about you, Adedayo? I'd love to interview Dr. Isai Barnwell. She's a music educator and actress, um, a composer, among many other things. And she's been a personal idol of mine for a very long time. And I recently uh, started going to her workshops, her singing workshops, and I've spoken with her. And it would be great to sit down and hear about her experience establishing herself as this musical teacher and this figure that so many people looked up to. So I would love to interview her. Our listeners don't know this, but you also, in addition to being a terrific reporter, you have a remarkable musical career. Thank you. And I also would say that you did have one dream fulfilled in that you, one of your, (laughs) Mrs. Obama, the former first lady, you had wanted to talk with her and you got that opportunity in the map room. That was the first person that I had wanted to interview when I applied. I was really, really imagining myself interviewing her, but I never thought that I would have the opportunity 
And it's, I've been so grateful. That really was a, a lovely moment. What about you, Maxwell? I would love to interview the Pope. Uh, I think it would, it would be interesting to interview leaders from other countries as well. What is the best advice that you have received from a fellow journalist? Esther, let's go to you. I've met a couple of authors. Like I, I've seen them speak at libraries and things like that. And I, whenever there's like a question and answer time, I always ask, what advice do you have for aspiring authors or writers? And they always say, like, I think almost every person who I've asked that has just said, keep reading and keep dreaming. And I think that's really good advice. What about you, Titus? On all of the, like, news shows that I've been on, they've all had, like, one thing in common. They said, if you want to keep doing this and keep doing this, keep working on it, keep working hard, and ultimately you will become a reporter one day. What about you, Maxwell? Well, covering the presidential campaign, I had the opportunity to meet journalists from all over the world. And one journalist gave me this advice, which really stood out. It's, he said, it's easy to listen and talk to people that agree with you, but sometimes we can learn more when we hear from people who have different perspectives and opinions. Adedayo, what about you? For me, a valuable piece of advice was when I was covering a Democratic presidential debate earlier in the election year, I interviewed uh, Jamie Graydon, a news manager at CNN, and he said to me to study every day, learn every day, ask a lot of questions, and be open to all sides of the story, knowing that there's not just one side to any one story. So that was really meaningful to me. That is really incredibly valuable advice. And as you all know, we reiterate the importance of remaining unbiased, of being neutral and telling a story, just getting perspectives from other people without injecting your own viewpoints into an article. And that does take a lot of time and discipline. Now let's turn the tables a little bit and I'd like to ask each of you, what advice do you have for other kids who might be interested in becoming kid reporters themselves? Let's go to Maxwell first. I would say read and write as much as you can. Read the newspaper every day and watch the news. And I found that the more I know, the more I care. Absolutely. Let's go to Esther. My advice is even if you don't believe in yourself, just try because I I really wasn't sure that I would get into the kids' press. And I kind of entered not really believing in myself, just on a whim, kind of. Um, but I, I think that even if you just put yourself out there, then it will really pay off. Thank you, Esther. Adedayo, what about you? For me, I would say to put yourself out there. I really struggled with that before coming here. But you can get so many new opportunities that way and meet so many interesting people. Also, try new things and keep practicing writing and just nurture your writing skills because those will serve you well no matter where you end up. And start a newspaper in your own community or start a place where you can write and other kids can write in your own community because uh, and write about issues that you care about. That's great advice, Adedayo. I didn't think of that. And we do have several kid reporters who did start their own newspapers at their schools, and that's how they got their starts. Okay, Titus, you want to tell us what advice you have? Yes, my advice would be don't be intimidated by people and read and write constantly. Thank you. 
Thank you all so much for joining us here, and I wish you continued success, and I thank you very, very much for sharing your insights and your knowledge with all of our young readers. Thank Thank you you for inviting me to this. It was lots of fun. Thank you. It was so much fun for me, too. Okay, you guys, I'll talk to you later. I'll see you later. Bye. 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 Now, I'd like to introduce Michael Capetta. Michael is a Kids Press alumnus who is now a producer at NBC. Hi, Michael. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Well, I remember when you were a little guy and you first came into the Scholastic offices. What are you up to now? It's been a while, and it's always so amazing coming in here. You know, so many memories of Scholastic growing up as a, a you know, young guy in Ohio from the Scholastic Book Fairs, reading Junior Scholastic and um, obviously Harry Potter. Um, so it's very cool to be back. So since then, I've been uh, working in television. I was a producer for Discovery Channel on Deadliest Catch. And then I moved over to the news side, and I was a producer at ABC News Nightline. And now I'm a producer at NBC News working on business and technology stories for the Today Show and Nightly News with Lester Holt. Tell us, what does a producer do? That's a great question. So a producer really pulls everything together. You're really the individual responsible for taking an idea or sometimes coming up with the idea and then finding people who can speak to the story, editing it, shooting it, you know, getting it, all of the elements pulled together and then getting it on television. Great. How do you think your experience as a kid reporter shaped your life and your career? So when you're a kid reporter, all the doors are open to you, and a lot of people want to help you out. And I think that kind of mindset carried through the rest of my life where whenever we have big ideas in the office, why not? Let's try it. Let's put the ask in. Let's see what we can do. And oftentimes, we're surprised by people's willingness to speak with us, go on camera, or give us access that they usually wouldn't. What made you decide to apply to the program? I can remember very specifically being in seventh or eighth grade and getting that junior scholastic magazine and my teacher, Miss Indriolo, you know, encouraged me and said, hey, this might be a program you might be interested in. So I sent in the application and, you know, within a matter of weeks, uh, there I was on the campaign trail interviewing uh, Matt Gephardt, who was the son of Dick Gephardt, who was running for uh, the Democratic uh, ticket and uh, very exciting story from there. Do you have any favorite memories from your time as a kid reporter? Oh, so many. Um, One of the best memories that I have as a kid reporter is all the campaign events. And, you know, as a young student in Ohio, being able to go to the President George Bush campaign rallies or the candidate John Kerry rallies, um, who were both running against each other at the time, was really, really amazing. And seeing all of the people and all of the, you know, excitement around this election. Now, fast forward to 2016, a very different presidential election, um, but you still see the enthusiasm throughout the country. Um, These campaign rallies are enormous, and it's a great celebration of our democracy. We heard something similar. A reporter told one of our kid reporters at the Democratic Convention this summer, just the pageantry of American democracy. There's nothing like it. That's absolutely right. Whatever side you're on, whoever you're supporting, it definitely was a celebration of our democracy. And I think you saw people all over the country on social media, in their neighborhoods, you know, in their schools, really voicing their opinions. And that's something that should definitely be celebrated. 
What other campaign events did you cover? Through the election, it was a handful of campaign events. You know, I can remember one where uh, John Kerry was in downtown Cleveland and had Bruce Springsteen there, and it was almost like a rock concert, very similar to what uh, Hillary Clinton did in Philadelphia. And just the excitement, you can definitely feel it. And like I said, whichever side of the aisle you're on, you have to celebrate the enthusiasm of people who are celebrating their candidates. Any other election memories? On election night, we were at NBC Studios on Democracy Plaza, and I would have never imagined that fast forward a few years, and now I'm working there in Rockefeller Plaza. When you graduated from college, how did you jumpstart your career? So when I graduated from college, I actually graduated with a degree in business administration. I never imagined I would be working in journalism today. Um, but really, you know, it was the experiences that I had growing up and, and doing the things with Scholastic that really shaped my mind that maybe that is the right idea. Um, I had internship opportunities lined up to go into finance and other things like that. But as I began to do more television production and eventually back to news, I knew that's what uh, I wanted to do. What advice do you have for students who are interested now in a career in journalism? Reach out. We live in a country where there's so many local television stations, local newspapers. Send an email to a television reporter or an anchor or a writer who you may find interest in in what they're writing about or talking about. Ask to go into the station and maybe take a look around. Those kind of experiences can help jumpstart whatever you're looking to do. We are currently recruiting kid reporters from around the world to submit applications, sample stories, to become members of the press corps next year. Why would you encourage a 10 to 14-year-old to apply to the program? Well, number one, it's going to open you to opportunities that maybe you don't currently have or that you didn't even think were possible. And I think in today's world where everything's so connected, those kind of opportunities will definitely give you a different sense of uh, what our world's all about and help set you up for a better future. So I would definitely encourage anybody who's listening to, even if you're not interested in journalism, apply to something you know at this age that maybe you're interested in doing. And you talked about how being a kid reporter helped you gain a sense of confidence and the ability to go out and get a story. What other skills did you acquire when you were working on the Kids Press Corps? One of the coolest things about it is you're going to be connected with students from all over the country and now all over the world who are interested in the same kind of things you are. So now you're outside of your little circle in your small hometown. You know, I grew up in a town of maybe five, 6,000 people, and I was meeting people from Los Angeles, New York, Miami, Michigan, all over the country. Um, and that kind of, you know, network, if you will, as a young adult was so helpful and it helped give me a better sense of what our country was all about. It seems right now that having come from a small town in the Midwest is a bit of an advantage in the news world. You have insights that others may not have. That's actually a great point because it's something at NBC News that we're doing now is we've opened up satellite bureaus across the country in markets that maybe we didn't cover as much before because we really wanted those authentic American stories. Um, before the election, I went with a correspondent to a small town in Ohio, and we talked to voters about the things that were important to them. And it definitely gives you a better shape of where our country is at when you go all across the country and get out of the big cities. Thank you so much for talking with us, Michael. We're so proud of you and your career, and it's a delight to see you. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. 
again to our kid reporters and star alumnus Michael Capetta for joining us. And thank you for listening. If you know a student who'd like to apply to the Scholastic News Kids Press Corps, or if you just want to learn more about the program, go to scholastic.com slash kidspress.com.